what is up everyone welcome to the gridiron fantasy football podcast for tuesday may 25th 2021 and i'm chip i'm your host and thank you so much for listening today if you're a new listener thank you so much for joining us as well if you'd like to share our podcast you can find us over on apple and google Podcasts, spotify stitcher iHeartRadio, and amazon music if you'd like to watch us you can watch us over on youtube at gridiron fantasy football so please do me a favor hit subscribe support the show so you don't miss any more episodes and on today's episode we're gonna be talking about all my early rankings for 2021 and today we're gonna start off with the quarterback position but before i do that i just want to say thank you to all of my listeners uh today we hit one year of of making you know all the podcasts and youtube videos and i just want to say that thank you to everyone who's been listening every you know every time i drop a podcast or you watch the videos on youtube um you know it's it's been you know a small growth but you know it's one of those things where everything you know progresses when it, you know, when it's supposed to, like, um, you know, I'm still going to grind it out. I'm still going to see what year two brings, but I've been pretty happy with, you know, the results. I mean, you know, our, our, we're getting downloads every single podcast, you know, we're, we're now being downloaded in 23 different countries. So, you know, it's, it's small progress, but, you know, honestly, it's, it's been fun to do these, you know, YouTube videos and the podcast for fancy football. I love fancy football and, I just appreciate all the all the listeners who who download the the podcast every single you know every week and every podcast that drops. So just want to say thank you to the listeners and it means a lot. Um, and here's for hopefully more growth in you know in two, you know in twenty twenty one and in year two. So um, th- and once again, thank you so much. And so right now we're gonna go into before we get to the my rankings for the quarterback position. I want to talk about some of the news that dropped on Monday. And of course, we're gonna start off with Aaron Rodgers. You know, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers did not report to Packers voluntary offseason workout. So obviously, anything that Aaron Rodgers does right now is going to be scrutinized because obviously he does not want to play for Green Bay. There's some contingencies that he wants to happen before he comes back to Green Bay. Um, but he was spotted in Hawaii last week. There's no way he's gonna go from being in Hawaii last week to go to Green Bay and do voluntary OTAs. I mean, this is it. The key word it's voluntary. You know, he doesn't have to be there if he doesn't want to be. You know, the guys just came off an MVP season. We know what Aaron Rodgers can do. So it's not one of those things where I'm going to be too concerned about him not going. But obviously, anything that happens with Aaron Rodgers is going to be, you know, in the news and reported. But um, that's that with that. But, and also, kind of continue with the Aaron Rodgers thing. You know, I was going through TikTok and I can't remember who, who posted this video, but I thought it was pretty interesting because. He said, like everyone's talking about how you know Green Bay had did not get any wide receivers in the twenty you know the twenty twenty draft and after and after this draft, uh, there just wasn't players that they drafted of need and they didn't really do much in free agency. So like, that's something that people are reporting for Aaron Rodgers that that's the reason why he's going to go back to Green Bay. But somebody made a good point that you know what if it's Tom Brady, right? What if it's you know Tom Brady who was in the AFC for twenty something years. You know, he's dominant in the AFC and he comes to the NFC in one season and he has just as many NFC titles as and Super Bowl titles as Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees. And maybe it's him not playing the same conference as Tom Brady. Maybe it's him wanting to go somewhere else where he maybe has the easier path to the Super Bowl. But then I thought about it's like, well, even if he goes to the AFC, he doesn't have an easier path. I mean, he has to go through if because the Denver Broncos are a team that continues to be in the in the news about trying to acquire Aaron um, Aaron Rodgers, but if you look at the AFC West, he's gonna have to play the Chiefs twice a year. He's gonna have to play the Chargers twice a year. So his path, even through his own in the AFC West, is not an easy path. And then you have to go through Lamar Jackson. You have to go through Josh Allen. You have to go through Patrick Mahomes. Like 
I think the NFC gives you as much of competition than and even, you know, maybe not as much as the AFC, but I don't think there is a, a simple route to the to the uh, to the Super Bowl. And honestly, with Aaron Rodgers, it's just uh, we don't know exactly what's going to happen with him. So uh, it's it's still going to be interesting to see. But I thought that was a pretty interesting take that I didn't hear about um, throughout, like all the all the media outlets that I, I watch and listen to. Um, and then a kind of funny thing that happened on Monday morning. Um, I don't know if anybody caught the clip from Undisputed with Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless, but Shannon Sharp pulled a flex on the show and he he ended up calling Julio Jones on the spot live on TV and had a, a brief conversation with Julio Jones about, you know, because apparently he was caught this past weekend wearing a, a Dallas Cowboys uh, hoodie. And so there's a lot of speculation that, you know, maybe the Cowboys are trying to to trade for for Julio Jones and. And so Shannon Sharp always tries to keep Skip Bayless at bay and try to kind of prove things to him. So he called him right on the spot. And I don't know if Julio Jones thought he was on, he was live on TV, but it became, you know, this thing that, that Julio Jones expects to be traded. He goes, I'm out of there. He goes, I don't, you know, I want to go somewhere where I can win. And he didn't think about the Cowboys being a possibility, but also he even made it that he's not going back to Atlanta. So obviously that's going to kind of change when I have my rankings the way they are right now. It's contingent on kind of what goes on after June 1st. But it seems to me that Julio Jones is expected to not be with the Atlanta Falcons this season. So that was a very interesting take um, that was live from the horse's mouth with Julio Jones. And then lastly, Sports Illustrated Albert Breer said Russell Wilson is likely, is likely on his final contract with the Seahawks. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think that's something that has been uh, you know speculated because he's hasn't been happy how the team has been running uh, in the sense of like the offensive you know, offensive, offensive firepower that he has, the offensive line and just things that, you know, go, goes on. Cause they want Pete Carroll wants the Seahawks to be a run heavy first team. But obviously when you have someone like Russell Wilson, you got DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, you have a team where you can be a very lethal passing team. And they drafted a receiver in the, you know, in the draft this year as well. So I think that obviously this is all speculation. I mean, Russell Wilson, yeah, it's a possibility you could move on, but I think, you know, it's all depends, you know, on what goes on this season. If if they have a great season, Russell Wilson has a great season. I think that that all, anything that can be mended can be mended. And I think that Russell Wilson is that type of player where I think he is his first spot would be wanting to stay in Seattle. But players do, you know, want to move on sometimes. And sometimes a clean slate is needed. But um, obviously, it's all speculation. But it's going to be interesting to kind of see how the offense is, you know, during um, the course of the season, you know, moving forward. But that is the news that happened on Monday. And so now we're going to get into my top 12 uh, QB rankings for 2021. And obviously, I'm going to start off with, I'm going to go from quarterback 12 to who my number one ranking is. And I'm going to start off with with Matt Ryan, right? So at number 12, I have Matt Ryan. You know, obviously, this is going to change based on what happens with Julio Jones. But right now, Matt Ryan's at number 12. And last year, he was a QB1. He finished as a QB12. Uh, he had a, a 280.4 fantasy points. You know, he was fourth in passing the league. He had 4,581 yards. He had 26 passing touchdowns. You know, obviously for him, he's not, he's a, he's not a mobile quarterback. So he was 30th in rushing with 90, you know, he had 92 yards for two touchdowns. So this is what you get with Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is one of those players that, you know, when I play fantasy football, I always try to look for the dual threat quarterbacks. And Matt Ryan is the type of player that in order to, kind of make up for not being a mobile quarterback. You have to do, you know, be able to throw for more yards or more touchdowns. And so with that being the case, I mean, I think that that's a good spot for him. 
You know, his strength of schedule this year is kind of middle of the pack. It's not very good. It's 19th. But when it comes to like the playoff schedule, so this all determines on how you're going to structure your league right now because we now are going to a 17-week fantasy season rather than a 16-week. So we have 18 weeks in the NFL now. Um, So the structure may change. So what I have right now is I have for a playoff schedule for the Atlanta Falcons, I have, you know, the Panthers, the 49ers, the Lions and the Bills. So obviously that's going to, you know, depend on your league setup that that those are the playoff matchups he has for the season, which is not it's not terrible. I mean, the Panthers, we have no idea how the Panthers are going to be. The 49ers will be a tough defense. The Lions are not going to be a good defense. And then the Bills, uh, it's you know, they're they're you know, they definitely have a they have good players on defense, but we really don't know exactly how they're going to be um, this year. But, you know, the Falcons, they were a top five passing offense last year. You know, obviously they they added the tight end Kyle Pitts, the, the rookie from Florida, to their team. So if you look at when I made the rankings, you have, you know, Mike Davis as a running back who definitely can be a decent fancy running back. You got Julio Jones as of right now. You have Calvin Johnson, you got Russell Gage, you got Hayden Hurst. You know, also you got Kyle Pitts. So he has players there for him that could make him a very valid, you know, value pick and being a QB one for you know, people who are looking for, you know, if you're a one quarterback league looking for a v- big value at the you know end of your draft, you know, he's a guy that you can either stream or just kind of ride with because the offense is there and the firepower is there for him to do well. However, this is always going to change when Julio Jones, either it gets traded or whatnot. But that's why I have it at number 12. At number 11, I have Joe Burrow. Um, last year, obviously, he finished the, you know, the season with, as a QB 25. Obviously, he was injured. He tore his ACL. Um, he scored 173.7 fantasy points. You know, he was 23rd in passing with 2,688 yards. He had 13 touchdowns. You know, he had, he was 23rd in rushing with 142 yards and three touchdowns. So he only played 10 games. Um, you know, you know they did they did lose Giovanni Bernard this year uh, to the Tampa Bay Bucks, but they did add Jamar Chase. You know, AJ Green goes to the Cardinals. You know, so you got you still got um, you still got who's the Higgins there? You still got. You got now Jamar Chase. You got Tyler Boyd. So I think I think he has enough there. And you got Joe Mixon as a running back that can catch the ball in the backfield. Joe Burrow, I think, has the opportunity to do good things this year. Obviously, there's a little speculation he's gonna go. You know, he's gonna be full go when it comes to what he does. You know, with his ACL and how he you know progresses. But looks like he's gonna be good to go for the season. No limitations, so that's good for Joe Burrow. But uh, the only thing is, is the offensive line. They did draft somebody this year in the draft, but you know they could have gotten the number one offensive lineman with the first round pick, but they decided to go with Jamar Chase instead. But Joe Burrow, I think, is is a definite you know definite good candidate for being at that that low end uh, fringe QB one. And then going to my QB ten, I have Matthew Stafford. Uh, I, I love Matthew Stafford this year. You know, last year he finished as a QB four. He had 383.2 fantasy points. He was 12th in passing with 4,084 yards, 26 touchdowns. He was 26 in rushing with 112 yards with zero touchdowns. Um, strength of schedule right now, it's 13th hardest um, you know, overall, but in the playoffs, he plays the Cardinals, Seahawks, Vikings, and Ravens. So not the best playoff schedule, but Matthew Stafford is an elite talent. I look forward to seeing what he can do with the elite talent around him with having Cooper Cup. You got Robert Woods. You, know, you got Cam Akers. You know, I think that this is a team that could definitely do some, you know, damage, you know, from a fancy standpoint with Sean McVay. I think that team was limited with Jared Goff. 
But I do think with adding Matthew Stafford, who's a gunslinger, I think Matthew Stafford is going to be in for a big fancy year. And I really like him as a value pick this year. Now, moving on to number nine, I have Aaron Rodgers here. So I understand Aaron Rodgers, he ended the season as the, Q, at the, as the QB2 from fantasy standpoint last year. He was the MVP. Uh, he he's had three, uh, 374.4 fantasy points last year. He ended the season last year, something passing with 4,300 yards. He had 48 touchdowns. Uh, he had 100, another 149 yards rushing with three touchdowns. His strength of schedule is 18, so he has a pretty pretty mediocre, you know, middle of the pack kind of uh, strength of schedule. Now in the playoffs, this is a not a very good playoff uh, schedule. He's one of the hard. He has the Bears, the Ravens, the Browns. If you play a Week 17 championship this year because of the added game, they have the Vikings. So this is definitely not a good playoff schedule for Aaron Rodgers. You know, obviously he's elite. He had a great season last year, but Aaron Rodgers tend to have some struggle against top defenses. I mean, you saw what he did, you know, against teams that were top five, top 10 in defenses. He just struggled. He does well against mediocre defenses, you know, so this is one of those things where I think Aaron Rodgers, um, I could, I could put him up there a little bit more if say the Packers trade for Julio Jones, obviously Aaron Rodgers is going to go up in my rankings, but as of right now, because we don't know exactly where he's going to land, I think nine is a good a good spot for my early rankings right now. And that number eight, I have Tom Brady. So Tom Brady last year finished as the QB eight. Uh, he had three hundred thirty seven point nine fantasy points. He ended the season third in passing. He had four, over forty six hundred yards. He had forty touchdowns, and then he had a whopping six yards rushing last year. He had three touchdowns rushing, all, all QB sneaks, but. Um, Tom Brady didn't lose anybody. He didn't lose any offensive player. Um, I think there was some news came out with Antonio Brown where he went through a knee procedure, so he may or may not be resigned until that physical was passed. But he is getting every player back that he had last year on the offense. He's in his second year in the offense. They added Giovanni Bernard to add to backfield with Fournette and Ronald Jones. But um, I, I, I just think Tom Brady, I think this is kind of low for Tom Brady, but I think he can be that top five quarterback. I mean, just like what I was saying with 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 Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan only had twenty six yard or twenty six touchdowns last year passing, and because he doesn't give you any rushing ability because of of not being mobile. So Tom Brady, I mean, he's able to make up that for having more touchdown passes and having the yards there. So you know, I think with the straight of the schedule, still the same thing, middle of the pack. You know, they don't they don't have a too bad you know schedule for the regular season, but when it comes to the playoffs. They have to play the Bills, Saints, Panthers, and Jets. So other than the Bills and Saints, I mean, if you're able to get a first-round bye and you're able to pass the the Saints there, I mean, you got the Panthers and Jets as potential playoff matchups. You know, Tom Brady could be a league winner next year when it comes to um, most fantasy teams. So Tom Brady, to me, QB8, I think that's a good spot for him. And number seven, now I'm going to start getting to some of the quarterbacks. They're all dual-threat quarterbacks. I try to... The way I do my rankings, I always see what's the potential of fancy ceiling and what their floor will be. And so now I'm going into my my rankings with with all the dual threat running and or quarterbacks. And number seven, I have Justin Herbert, right? So Justin Herbert finished last year as the QB nine. He had 332.9 fancy points. He was six in passing for you know over 4,300 yards. He had 31 touchdowns. He was 14th in rushing with 234 yards and five touchdowns. And he has the ninth easiest straight to schedule in the regular season. His playoff schedule is Giants, Chiefs, Texans, Broncos. So honestly, I think that's a pretty decent playoff schedule. You know, 
there are things about Justin Herbert. You know, he's going into his second season. You know, Patrick Mahomes made you know won the MVP in the second season. Lamar Jackson did. Is it possible that Justin Herbert could do this year? You know, it was last year that we thought Kyler Murray could take that step and be that second year quarterback that takes that MVP, you know, role. But Justin Herbert, he has been right now, the sample size for him has been, you know, fantastic. I think he has a clear future in this league. I think that he's going to break that, that bad omen that the Oregon, you know, Oregon University has a quarterback coming to the NFL. I think Justin Herbert's going to have a massive season. You know, he, you know, hadn't really lost anybody. I mean, you know, he's able to, he has Austin Eckler back, you know, he's going to have Keenan Allen, Michael, you know, Mike Williams. He did lose Hunter Henry. So that's the only thing I'm kind of concerned about is that usually tight ends are safe, you know, safety net for quarterbacks. So they don't have anybody like a Hunter Henry on the roster to kind of fill that role. So it'll be interesting to see what happens, but Justin Herbert, uh, I think is going to take a step forward and be, you know, great this season. And at number six, I have Lamar Jackson, right? So Lamar Jackson, he finished as the QB 10 last year. Uh, he had 332.7 fantasy points. You know, this is a this is a player that was overdrafted last year based on what he did um, in 2020. And, or I'm sorry, in, in 2019, when he won the MVP. And, you know, he, last year, obviously Lamar Jackson is a dual threat. He had over a thousand yards rushing last year. You know, he, passing wise though, that was the problem. Passing, he was 20, he was 22nd. He had, you know, 2,700 yards and 26 touchdowns. Obviously, he was the number one rusher last year with over just over a thousand yards rush with seven touchdowns. So, the problem is, is that we need to see, like, at what point is Lamar Jackson start becoming that pa- that, that passer that we're hoping that he's gonna become, or is he stay being that dual threat quarterback where he's gonna get, you know, he's gonna, he's pretty much a running back and a quarterback. He's two positions in one. But the problem is that there's that ceiling there that that is just gonna be hard to come by just because. He doesn't have it on the passing side. So I think with Lamar Jackson, I think this is a good a good spot for him starting out. You know, he has the fourth hardest uh, strength of schedule throughout the regular season. And when it comes to the playoffs, though, he has the Browns, Packers, Bengals, and Rams. So not a terrible playoff schedule, but Lamar Jackson to me is a guy that I would love to see improve. If he can keep his rushing the way it is and get those touchdowns, but also increase you know that that yardage and some of the passing touchdowns Lamar Jackson it's going to be a guy that is just going to be a, a elite fantasy quarterback more than he already is um, and then going to number five I have Russell Wilson here you know he finished last year as the QB6 he had you know 359.78 uh, uh, fantasy points you know he was ninth in passing with 4,200 yards he had 40 touchdowns then he added another 513 yards and two touchdowns on the ground you know, we know this is Russell Wilson. He's starting to become more of a passer than a runner, but he still has the the ability to get out of the pocket, get rushing yards, and get touchdowns that way. Now, he does have the sixth hardest strength of schedule, you know, but his playoffs include the Texans, the Rams, the Bears, the Lions. You know, so I think that that's one of those things where Russell Wilson last year was was dominant, you know, the whole entire season. Well, he was dominant for a good part of the season. And then, you know, you saw this, this, just dramatic, you know, shift where he was not, he wasn't the same player he was. And so it's usually this case with Russell Wilson. He has this, you know, up and down fancy season where he comes out just blazing. And then halfway through the season, it just kind of goes nowhere and it, it goes away. And then it, it kind of comes back, but it's just Russell Wilson. It's just a weird, a weird offense. Um, and hopefully that kind of gets changed. Cause if he's, he was unstoppable last season, I'm not sure why they continue to not allow him to be, 
the quarterback that we know he is by just giving him the, you know, giving him the the opportunities to throw the ball a little bit more. I mean, overall, I mean, they're they're they ended the season 16th in passing, so there's definitely room for improvement for the Seahawks. And I think that's what Russell Wilson wants. Russell Wilson wants to be able to take control of the offense and just do what he does best. And they were lights out when he was last year, but then it it, it, it kind of fizzled out. So um, I think number you know QB five is a good spot for him. Now moving on to my fourth quarterback, I got Dak Prescott here. Now obviously last year he finished as the QB thirty one. He was injured. He only scored one hundred thirty five point six fantasy points. He was thirty second in passing with just under eight or just over eighteen hundred yards. Um, he had a touchdown. You know, obviously he had he only had, he had a, only had a, you know a few touchdowns passing. Then he was 29th in rushing. He had nine three yards for another three touchdowns. So obviously the injury was the key factor in in his season. So honestly, I mean, overall, even though with Dak Prescott not being there, the Cowboys ended the season eighth overall in the pass offense, which obviously like that offense is built to pass the ball. And I think that they, you know, having Dak Prescott helps Zeke. Obviously, it helps C.D. Lamb. Obviously, you know, I think it helps C.D. Lamb more than Gallup and, and Cooper. But I do think that the Cowboys are going to be a lot better fantasy-wise. And I think that with Dak Prescott being back helps everybody on that offense. Um, you know, they do have a tough strength schedule. They have to let them hardest strength of schedule. In the playoffs, though, this is tough for Dak Prescott. He's going to have Washington twice. He has Washington, Giants, Washington, and then the Cardinals in Week 17. So not a very promising and good strength of schedule for the playoffs. So that's the thing. We don't know exactly how good these teams are going to be. We're going based off last year's stats, but Dak Prescott um, definitely will will be a guy that is going to have a good season. Um, and then going to my number three quarterback, I got Kyler Murray here. Last year, he finished as the QB three. He has 378.7 fantasy points. He was 13th in passing. He had just under 4,000 yards. He had 26 touchdown passes. He was second in rushing with 809 or 819 yards and 11 touchdowns. So just like this is similar to Lamar Jackson, right? So this is what we want to see with Lamar Jackson. Like we we see Kyler Murray finish the season higher than Lamar Jackson. Kyler Kyler Murray had you know just under 4,000 yards, so that's almost 1,500 yards more than Lamar Jackson. They had the same touchdown total um, passing wise, but that's the difference of of being in the fantasy standpoint that what helping like more yardage passing can do for you when it comes to just being a better passer. But that's the thing. It's like you have, you have the, they both, you know, Kyle Murray had 11 touchdowns rushing. Lamar Jackson had seven, but also you have, you have Lamar Jackson having over almost 200 yards more than him rushing. So that's what I'm saying where Lamar Jackson could be. Lamar Jackson can be a top five quarterback if he's able to get more passing yards and more passing touchdowns. Um, but I like I like Kyler Murray this year. He does have a tough straight to schedule. It's 15th. The playoffs are the Rams, Lions, Colts, and Cowboys. So it's it's one of those things where um, a lot of these top quarterbacks that are being drafted do have tough schedules, but they're elite. So you have to still play them. You're not going to go without playing these guys um, unless there's like a a, a for, like sh- a for sure streamer that's out there. But um, you're going to play those elite guys. And number two, I have Josh Allen. He finished as the QB one last year. He, he scored 396.2 fantasy points. He was fifth in passing with 4,500 yards. He had 37 touchdowns. He had, he was eighth in rushing for 421 yards and eight touchdowns. You know, he was the, you know, he was lights out all last season. He had a couple rough games here. We scored under 20 points. But overall, I mean, 
the Bills, the Bills offense and Josh Allen, they they just took a huge step forward. You know, and they didn't really do much on the offense. I felt like that was gonna, that improved the offense. I mean, obviously they ended the season as the three, number three passing offense, but honestly they they John Brown goes and he leaves, but they bring in Emmanuel Sanders. You know, is that really an upgrade to, from John Brown? I mean, I feel like that's kind of the same player. They added they added Matt Breida at running back, but you already have Singletary, you already have Zach Moss. So I don't really think like they did enough to really improve the offense. But I do think that Stephon Diggs is going to have another monster, you know, monster season. I think you, know, you got Gabriel D- Davis there. You still got Cole Beasley. So there's a lot of pieces there for Josh Allen where I feel like he can still have the same success this year. Um, their strength of schedule, you know, for them, it's honestly it's the second best. For the, you know, it's the second best for the season. You know, they have a pretty easy schedule. However, when it comes to the playoffs, it gets tougher. They got the Bucks. They got Panthers. They got the Patriots. And they do have the Falcons. So, you know, honestly, that that is something that if I'm not really, you know, the Bucks are a tough, you know, a tough uh, out because how good the Bucks defense has been last year and could carry over to this season. But I do think that, you know, the Panthers would be a good a good a good matchup. The Patriots, Bill Belichick knows how to isolate one player and take one player out of the game. So we saw last year where he had one bad game against the Patriots, but they had a really good game. So it's all depends on how the, the Patriots decide to play them. But Overall, I think that uh, Josh Allen, number two, is a, a good spot for him. And then at number one, obviously, it's going to be Patrick Mahomes. He finished last year as the QB4. He scored 374.4 fantasy points. He was second in passing with just over 4,700 yards. He had 38 touchdowns. He had another 308 yards on the, on the ground with two rushing touchdowns. Uh, his strength of schedule was pretty easy. Uh, he, has, he, he has the seventh best strength of schedule. Playoff schedule is not too bad either. He has to play the Raiders, the Chargers. Steelers in week 16, then he has the Bengals in week 17. So Patrick Mahomes, when you got Kelsey, you got Tyree Kill, you got Clyde Edwards-Alaire, you know, Le'Veon Bell, you're not, you got Mikko Hardman. I mean, you got guys that are, are, you shouldn't really be too concerned about regardless of the offense or the defense that they play. But Patrick Mahomes, I mean, they end the season as number one pass offense. It will be the same thing this year. Patrick Mahomes continues to be an elite fantasy option. He'll be the first quarterback off the board, probably in the second round of every draft this year. But how can you how can you deny that, right? You you know you have one of the best offenses there. He has one of the he's one of the he's probably the elite quarterback right now in the league. Um, so Patrick Mahomes at number one is an easy easy ranking. So that's the rankings for my early rankings for twenty twenty one. I'm gonna review that. So we got at twelve we got Matt Ryan, eleven is Joe Burrow, ten Matt Stafford, nine you got Aaron Rodgers, eight Tom Brady, at seven you got Justin Herbert. Six, you got Lamar Jackson. Five, Russell Wilson. Four, Dak Prescott. Three, Kyler Murray. Two, Josh Allen. Number one, Patrick Mahomes. So let me know what you think about these early rankings. You know, leave a comment below. Do you see the justification of why I ranked these players where they're ranked? Um, do I provide another enough information and statistics to kind of back my, my rankings? Um, and what would you argue? So if, if there's somebody that you think should be ranked higher or lower, Let's have that discussion. I love having some communication with my listeners and the viewers on YouTube. So just leave a comment and let me know. Um, but that is it today for that's it for today's podcast. Um, thank you so much for listening today. And don't forget to send any of your fantasy football questions uh, to chip at gridironfantasyfootball.com. You know, I'll leave the email down in the description. But you know, let me know if there's anything that you want me to cover. But as of right now, for the next few weeks, I will be covering my rankings. So next video that comes out next week will be my top running backs, my early ranks for running backs for 2021. Um, but, 
you know, as of that, you know, thanks for listening today. And like I said, please like, comment, and share the podcast with your friends and your family. Um, like I said, next next episode will be my early running back rankings for 2021. So please hit subscribe so you don't miss that episode. Um, if you'd like to follow us on, on social media, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at The Great Iron Pod and on Instagram at Great Iron Fantasy Football. So have a great day and we'll see you on the next episode. Take care. Everyone.